All right, Grace, it's you and me again. We're here for episode two. How are you doing tonight? I'm good. How are you? I'm I'm alive. Uh, it's around 11. It's closer to midnight than it was last time, so I'm a little, I'm hanging in there. But uh, we have a lot to talk about, I guess. Uh, tell me about, tell me about what we saw today. Tonight, excuse me. So tonight we chose a horror film like we promised you, and I can promise that I was really terrified throughout this entire movie. I yeah, I, I would say a hard max is uh, 50% in terms of the amount of the movie that Grace saw, rather that than like <laughs> looking at her the crook of her elbow. I mean, I had to drag friends up because I was so terrified, but that is beside the point. Yeah, it evolved into a little bit of an ice cream and McDonald's party, which uh, I was pretty cool with. That was fine. I'm sorry. <laughs> anyway, this film came out a few months ago. It's a very recent film, and it's called The Ritual, and therefore we will not be talking about most of the plot because despite being scared of it, I did enjoy the movie, and I would say that you definitely should watch it. Yeah, the premise of this podcast uh, is still a little bit of evolving. <laughs> Last week, we kind of went all out in terms of like spoils, spoiling um, for a few different reasons. Mainly that uh, that movie that we talked about last week had been out for a while, and also it was based on stories that everybody already knows, so we don't have to really worry about it that much. Um, this one's pretty original. Uh, it's a Netflix original movie, actually, and I think Netflix is continuing its uh, streak of just killing it. When it comes to original content production. So if you do have Netflix, please give this movie a watch. Or you can just steal your friend's Netflix account, which I kind of did. But that is beside the point. So Evan, would you like to go straight into the uh, premise well, of the movie a bit? First of all, I'm absolutely appalled that you would advocate stealing uh, Netflix. Uh, I'm going to call the police on you, I think. But uh, yeah, this movie was directed by... Uh, some guy that I've never heard of. Have you heard of David Bruckner before, Grace? No. Nope. You know what other movies did he direct? So it says he's known. He's a big horror guy. He was known for VHS, which was, I think, some sort of cult classic. Oh, no. V- I've have seen VHS. It? it is really oh, you have. famous. You're pretty much burned out on horror movies this week, aren't you? Because you saw, I am. You I saw, saw Cabin, Cabin in the, the Woods. Woods. Thanks to Movie Club. So when Movie Club, a free shout out. When, if they are showing movies, please do go watch because they do have good movies and there is free food. But shockingly, I've seen Cabin in the Woods before, so half of my entire... When I was watching the movie, I was mainly watching my friends cry. You know, Cabin in the Woods, I think, is maybe a good benchmark to compare this one to, because Cabin in the Woods kind of plays with the form, and this one kind of doesn't really do that. Like, it pretty much plays along to your expectations in some ways, right? Do you, would you agree? She's looking at me as if like I'm crazy, which maybe I am. Um, I do kind of agree, like, both films are kind of similar, and to say more, I'll be spotting the plot, but I do have to say that Cabin in the Woods was slightly, was a lot more gory than this film, so to f- people who are afraid of gore, this, the ritual is actually quite low on the gory thing. Yeah, something that was on my mind the entire time was predictability. Um, I'm not really sure... Maybe we just went in with the wrong mindset, but I kept trying to predict the things that would happen, and I was pretty much wrong on all accounts. I was 50% right, so... Yeah, but I think I was I was coming at it from more of like a, a slasher movie, which it wasn't really that. It was a little bit different than that. I mean, like... We, I, can, we can say that it was like supernatural. We, we're trying to skirt around like the really gritty details about what happens, but it's less of a slasher, like 80s murder movie than it is a... A supernatural presence but like everything aside 
even from the movie's name, the retro, that should kind of clue you in on what genre it is. But yeah, it was supernatural-ish. So let's let's talk about like some of the technical aspects of the movie. So I thought the music was uh, virtually non-existent. Like, really? I quite... So basically, just not a bit of a spoiler, just a lot of a spoiler, this movie takes place in Sweden? So you can... Um, yeah, it's mostly You can shot kind of export... Oh, ex- you know what? Keep, keep, keep talking. I'm going to look All up right. and see if it was like filmed on location. Okay, so anyway, the movie took place in Sweden, and as you can expect, there were a lot of trees and mountains and stuff, and so there were a lot of scenery shots and long shots, which I thought that if they swapped the ominous music out, it would actually been it would have been a really pretty nature documentary. And well, I'm I mean I'm not complaining. The ominous music was what kind of clued me in on the where the scary parts are, and I could therefore prepare myself. But like Evan did say, the ominous music was slightly non-existent. But I felt that it still did play into the ominous setting of the movie. I am using the word ominous a lot. Well, it's also it also appears in the closed captioning of this movie a lot, so I think you're forgiven for that. It's like psychologically implanted in your head now. Maybe it is. I am going to get nightmares tonight. <laughs> so all I could find in terms of where they filmed it was actually Romania. That which is, is not Sweden. Yeah, that is decidedly not Sweden. But it is very... I don't know about like beautifully shot necessarily, but it, the scenery is very nice. It was very green. That's yeah, it was say. surprising how green it was. You would think that in a movie like this, it would be more like barren and snowy, but not really. But right? like, I feel like, but it kind of makes sense given the activity they were doing. I mean, would you do such activity? Oh yeah, that's that's true. Should we just spoil it at this point? Well, we don't have to. We can get around that. Um, go because for it. They decide to go on this vacation trip, so it makes sense, I guess, that they would choose somewhere with a lot of green. But also, like, just as most people would know, I did. I completed my high school years in Britain, and um, the. Oh yes, they're all all this group of lads that goes on this hiking trip. They're all from England. So I can assure you that people from Britain would not go anywhere that's cold and dreary. Cause it's just pressing, and that is the exact weather in England, which we would like to avoid at all costs. So they go to this very. Uh, I, I I don't know if it's that beautiful. Really, it's more like cozy uh, hiking trail near Sweden or in Sweden I suppose I mean as far as I am aware I would not go on such a thing but well I guess it does look cozy it looks very peaceful very like what you expect in a nature documentary with greenery and nature sounds and supernatural presence so our kind of rule of thumb for this right now is we've watched the the two-minute trailer that appears when you look at the IMDb page. And so we're trying to not spoil anything that's not really in the trailer that much. Which is um, kind of hard cause because I myself have so many questions about the plot, but it is okay. It the is trailer okay. really paints a different picture of how this movie goes than it, it actually, actually does. Is. But uh, there are some things to be said about the shot composition. There are certain shots where it's like nighttime and they're looking out into the woods and it was really creepy without... I would say there are not too many jump scares in this movie. I mean, like I say, the ominous music did clue us in on it, so we could actually predict what's happening. So, like, there wasn't any drastic jump scare as you expect from a typical horror movie, like, say, The Ring, or... What's the other one? Exorcist? Annabelle? Those kinds of in my supernatural presence. 
but um, I maybe it was the brightness of the screen or maybe it was the position of the screen but I do have to say that during the dark shots I couldn't exactly see what the main character themselves were looking at I don't know whether that was the intent of it but I was quite confused after time yeah there were a few times when uh, it was showing the woods at night and there was like this music that was trying to clue me in and I was like am I supposed to be able to see anything I, yeah, I, I wasn't can't... really sure if it was in focus or not and sometimes I see something that I'm, I'm not supposed to be looking at like not there but they're supposed to so say something specific sorry specific but I ended up looking at something else and I was like what is going on in this movie so the acting we, we should switch to that um, it's it's acting right um, I don't know if it's I am nobody's gonna win an conflicted. Oscar I kind of like the acting but at the same time not really I Okay, I am just going to, I, It was one of my pet peeves throughout this entire movie, and I'm just going to spoil it a bit. So one of the main characters, they get an injury. Oh, I'm just... Can I just spoil... I mean, it, it's I in mean, the trailer. I mean, we see that they get an injury in so the So he sprained his knee. But somehow, throughout the entire movie, the knee sprain comes and goes where it's convenient. Oh, yeah, it's very, it's very much a writer's crutch. It is like... What is that word? I... Prop, writers, prop. It's just bad writing in general. There is there is some definite uh, bad writing. Like as soon as they get to the hiking trail, they're like, "Oh, our phones don't have service." So, it. oh, okay. He just he just spoiled <laughs> it. It's okay. No, that's fine. That yeah, it's fine. <laughs> but like, so I make the rules he, here. Yeah, uh, sure he does. <laughs> um. So obviously, they're on the hiking trail. This guy sprained his knee. But like, say when they are running for some reason. His knee spring is completely gone. But when they are safe, his knee, his knee spring comes back and he just starts whining about it. So I was going for a different word that would not have flown well. It at, it at first doesn't seem like that bad of an injury. And then at one point, it becomes apparently like de- debilitating. It starts bleeding as well. For and some then reason. he just kind of forgets quite... about it for another 30 minutes. So <laughs> I was, it started bleeding and I, was like, I thought he sprained his knee, but apparently it wasn't a knee sprain. But the, the blood stain on his pants kind of vanished in the next shot. So I was very confused. No. He, you know I what I'm thinking? Did it ever come into play, like, in the end? Like, it didn't matter in the end. Like, none of his injuries matter in the end. But, like, no, now I was thinking about it. When, really the, when, the blood, when the blood stain appeared, he wasn't wearing pants. So, like, his bare skin was bleeding, but there was no blood stain on his pants. Which, I mean, unless he... So, he, he changed outfit in the middle of the day I did not know hmm okay I'm gonna have to think about that one but uh okay so the next thing we should talk about is the um psych uh, how would you say hallucinogenic quality of some of these scenes there so, there's a big emphasis placed on like visions and nightmares so even in the trailer it literally states that um your darkest nightmares awaits you so you do kind of have overlapping visions and hallucinations, but I think both Evan and I were quite torn about whether they were actually visions or whether the girl was hallucinating or whether he was just bringing it up. Oh yeah, there was definitely some gray in terms of like, are they actually hallucinating this or is it just a dream? Because then sometimes they would wake up, but then there would be carryover repercussions from them. But like this but... was never clarified, so I'm, I am still confused after the movie. You know what? You just said that they mentioned it in the trailer, and that kind of made me think, like, I wonder if they, when they were marketing this movie, if it was meant to be more centered around that aspect of it, because it's not really that important. Uh, in, it's more of a 
visual set piece when it happens. As in, it wasn't exactly a plot point. But, but in the trailer, it's like a main focus almost. I mean, like, like you said, the trailer marketed something completely different from yeah. what the movie was. Which is okay. in some ways good because you don't really know, you don't know the twist. But like, I would say that if I watched the trailer I'm gonna first, say, I'm gonna go out on a limb and say the twist was lame. I didn't care for it. I kind of did expect it from like the name of the movie. It's a very atmospheric movie. If you're into like the thriller suspense type of thing, the first like half of this movie is really good. I do have to say though, for at least the freshmen who are listening, what we learned in Nancy Michael's class is actually coming in news. You want to Norse mythology, but that's it. Have fun oh. figuring it out. Oh, oh, right. I did. I almost forgot about that. Um, but like, I will also say that that like I said, it was the ritual, and we mentioned supernatural presence. So, if I'm not wrong, most of like the supernatural stuff were based off Norse mythology. But at the same time, I would say it's bad writing because. It's just really bad writing. They just dragged in stuff for the sake of convenience. It's just bad. I don't know why. On my on that note, I changed my mind. Please do not watch this movie. It is not good. Yeah, there are actually two writers on it, and let me let me see what else they did. Um, so their names are Joe Barton and Adam Neville. Let's go with Joe Barton. What did he do? Joe Barton has a few other things under his belt. Um, he wrote for a BBC documentary about the World War One. It looks like, or maybe World War Two. But if you're BBC, I would assume that you're good. I mean, I. I have no. I think the that. problem arises from the other guy who okay. this is his first major project. Oh. So maybe cut that guy because I would be willing to wager that some of the clunkiness comes from him. And there's also a really bad moment. I think Grace was out of the room when this happened, but there's a really bad moment of product placement. Uh, oh. They're like standing outside of a convenience store, and one of the guys goes like, "Oh, how are you gonna get home?" And almost looking straight into the camera. He's like, oh, I'm going to get an Uber. And the camera like lingers on it for a second. Uh, so that was a little bit embarrassing. On the writing side, I would like to come and I would like to come and defend this other writer because if I am not wrong... You're this, defending Joe Barton or Adam Nipple? Both. Okay. Because this was based off a 2011 British hor- horror novel. So I would assume that most of the plot points came from the novel itself. I would hate to read this novel. I wonder how this novel did. Does it say? Oh, okay. No, I was wrong. So apparently it's a series. Yup, it's a series. And I do not know actually, I do not actually know whether there is any link between the books, but I guess we will see when I eventually read the summary on Wikipedia. So what's your, what's your main takeaway from it? Because my, oh, hold on one second. Okay, we saved it. The computer was about to shut down. Um, what's your main takeaway? Because mine is that it's a lot of unfulfilled promise. It starts very creepily and atmospheric, and you see that there's like room to grow, uh, especially with one of the main characters. Like you see, like very clearly laid out the way he can grow as a person, and they just kind of don't do that. Oh yeah, there was a lot of like character potential wasted characters potentials there's the call to action in pretty much every protagonist arc there's a moment where like he's presented with an opportunity to act and usually they do this time he like he doesn't but not to no fault to no fault of his own he doesn't act but 
it's never given again when he can act. Um, on that note, I do it. have to disagree with you. It did. I'll tell you after this is done. Okay, but, like, we'll, we'll talk about it, that. But, um, yeah, he was given an opportunity. He didn't rectify it, but kind of, but at the same time. Well, I mean, like, my takeaway from this is that most of this could be avoided if common sense, like, for one thing, don't go hiking in the middle of nowhere with no f- service reception. Did you have any sympathy for the protagonist? Uh, like I say, most of this were common sense. Don't do some dumb shit. Oh, yeah, we should talk about that in a second. stuff that my 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 point right now is that um, we don't have any reason to root for the main character who's played by an actor from Black Mirror. You might recognize him. Um, he was on the episode called White Christmas. I've never watched that. It's a pretty good show, um, but we're not here to review that. But um, I think his name is Raph Spall. Rafe Spall? I don't know. Um, he plays a character called Luke. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, we're not given any reason to root for him. He's kind of a selfish prick. Which, honestly, I was quite surprised because that is not how you expect the usual protagonist route to go along. And I just think he didn't grow. But, yeah, but like on that note, he was a very, like I would call him, he's a flat bread. Like, he was a very flat character. There was po- like character potential to grow, but they wasted it. Actually, all the protagonists, like Evan said, they had potential to grow, but I'm, it was wasted. Because they also, they had very unnecessary scenery shots. So like if you cut off those scenery shots, maybe we could have more potential. But it is which okay. again goes back to the writing. And while we're again on the note of the writing, we should talk about uh, writing characters with common sense, because. But like, if any of the characters are written with common sense, there will be no horror movies. Yeah, there, this movie would not have happened if there were several key decisions none that just weren't mo- made. Like none of the horror movie were, with would have happened. Like on that note, like horror tropes say. Like, say, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, when someone's running towards you with a chainsaw, and the chainsaw is really heavy. If you fall, stand up and keep running. Don't just fall and turn around and stare in horror. <laughs> you are going to die. But, like, is it common sense? Yeah, um, we can say this because it was in the trailer just for, like, one or two shots. Um, the, the group of lads, uh, they come across uh, what an effigy of some sort, like a, a scarecrow. No, there was like a, oh, a throwaway the, shot. Yeah, okay, they, so they saw... They find this thing, hanging. and uh, it's like at 2 a.m. in the morning, uh, it's pouring rain in the middle of a scary woods, and uh, the guy who's pretty much calling the shots, he treats it with all the shock and uh, urgency as, uh, oh, there's mildew under this carpet. <laughs> and <laughs> then, like, I mean, like, if you see that kind of stuff in the middle of the woods, you would... I'm sorry, I'm just trying to censor myself. Um, you try and get out of the woods, but you know what they do? They walk further into the woods, which I am like, why? So we should maybe, do we want to talk about, let's see. Oh, I do have another problem though. So this was shown in the middle, in the trailer as well, that's why we're talking about it. But like I said, the f- group of friends, they somehow decide that a life of their situation was a really good time to like drag out all their... What's the word? Past sorrows, past woes? Beef, like anyway, like beef and drama with each other. Which I do kind of get because if you're dead, you're dead. You don't have a situation to talk about this. But why not focus on trying to surviving so you can talk about this over coffee or like, I mean, tea and scones since they are British but not in the middle of the woods where you are. Yeah, 
I think it's fair to say that like that's there is definitely a scene or maybe two where they're kind of at each other's throats and then it's kind of dropped. And they mean, don't they don't come back to that. They also like none of the other problems were ever resolved. Well, what? Yeah, I guess we can't really answer like what problems without. <laughs> but mainly it. none of the problems were resolved. And, uh, yeah. Oh, and uh, this is like a minor note, but if you're on your phone or your computer listening to this, open up a new tab. Uh, type in Christian Bale Terminator Salvation and that picture is exactly the guy who plays like the secondary lead in this movie it's uncanny how exactly the same same. no it's not Christian Bale I mean like I did not watch Fifty Shades I did not like fortunately get dragged out to watch Fifty Shades Free by a a friend so I do not know what that references to but I am happy not knowing it apparently it's the actor's name is Robert James Collier uh, he plays a character named Hutch, if you're looking for it. Uh, who else did he play? Who else does he play? That's a good question. Let's oh, see. he's Thomas Barrow in Downton Abbey. That's why. That's another British film about posh people, if you want to know. Can't get enough of posh people. It is the British. And so. I think that's like, at least that's the only one I recognize amongst his movies and films. Yeah, that's movies and dramas. So. Oh. So, okay, so I feel that we've done a pretty good job of giving some of the technical things. Um, oh, one of my theories is that it, they probably made a fortune with this movie because... Um, the box office cashed in one million, so... It definitely did not cost a million to shoot this. The box, they just... of, the box office cashed in one million, but, like, oh, sorry... So the film was premiered in September 2017, and then the international distribution rights were sold off to Netflix for um, around 5 million. I mean, like, they did earn money from this, but, like I said, I'm, I, yeah, I am not a fan of the movie. There are so <laughs> many plot holes and questionable decisions. I think it looks, it's got a, a high production quality. You know, mm, I'm kind of, but... It just, it's poorly written and maybe could have been directed a little bit more solid. I actually no. I think the directing was fine. The acting was fine too. I had problems with the acting, but like I like maybe that's just because well, bad your... writing affects everything. Yeah, I, I was I was like I was thinking to myself like, are my problems with the acting or is it with the, the characters, thinking? And I think it was more with the writing. So, I was I was like fine with the jobs that the people did. No, but like I don't know. I think the part where you're forgetting a knee sprain, it's very unforgivable. But that's just me. There are definitely some creepy shots uh, towards the end of the movie, so I gotta give props to the VFX artists. I feel like the I feel like what we consider creepy are two different things. Yeah, maybe. Uh, so let's let's start and wrap up because we also have to give a rating to the last movie because we forgot to rate it at the at the end of the last time. So we decided we have to give an an arbitrary rating scale each time. So let's see what what's it gonna be this time. You can start it. Oh, so the responsibility falls to me. Exactly. I mean, you are the one who's calling the shots. Are oh, you that's not? true. That's very true. With great power comes great responsibility. Oh, please tell me more about how much power I have. I really like this. Uh, so let's say on a scale of Mr. Pib. You might want to define which is the top scale. Uh, no, we'll let them figure it out. Okay. <laughs> on a scale of Mr. Pib to... Svetka. 
I'm telling you, I did not get that reference. Okay. Um, if they are American brands, I the chances are no. I'm pretty not sure Svetka is maybe Russian, oh, or maybe okay. I'm just I making assumptions. Did not get the reference. Uh, okay, then let's say. This is difficult. Okay, you know what? Relevance on a scale of McDonald's to Red Lobster. What's Red Lobster? Oh, you haven't been to Red. Oh man. You are just gonna do it numerically this time. Ah, oh, but that would be too easy. It's okay. I mean, like we kind of made it really clear what our feelings were on <laughs> the last podcast. Oh yeah, that's true. If anyone even bothered listening to the full one, I we have we had a good rate of listenership, but we'll talk about that later. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. Fine. For this first one, we'll go, and then I'll put more thoughts into the later scales. We'll just go numerical for this this episode. Uh, give me a rating for last week's episode. For extraordinary, extraordinary tales. tales. So from one to ten, I'll rate it. I guess a six and a half for me. What about you? Um, I'm gonna divide it into two. I would give the first half a four. Oh yeah, you hated it so. I much. hated the first half so much. Um, and I think the other three halves of it, or three halves. That's that's not how math that works. It's not half. Uh, <laughs> the other remainder of it, I would probably say maybe a six. Well, I mean, like if you want to do average, the average is a five. So. That's okay, okay, that's, yeah, that's fair. That's not really high. I'll settle with a five okay. for that. What about this film? This one, I want to steer away from quoting the IMDb rating, but if you're interested in it, it, it is no, rated... No, you can a, say that later. Oh, okay, own, okay. Because I have not seen the IMDb okay. rating yet. I don't want to spoil it then. You should say yours first, because I have seen um, it. I started out when we are doing this podcast because we just, we literally did this podcast when we ended the movie. So... I started out with like a 7, but after going through it, I decided I really didn't like this one, so I'm going to drop it down to a 3. Whoa! <laughs> I did not like it. There were so many plot holes. I am still so confused. Would you have liked it better if it had ended 30 minutes earlier than it did? Um, what happened to the, at that point? Like, if you just like cut out the way the twist ends, do you think you would like it more? Um, no, because there was still, like, it was just bad writing in general. Okay. I think I've been more frustrated at the fact that like, there wasn't much growth, like, because it was a shorter movie, so there wouldn't be as much growth, like, limited growth, since it's, the growth is very limited already. My rating is... It's not going to be a three. That's pretty brutal. I did not like it. <laughs> I, I think I would say... You know, I, I would say that if it ended 30 minutes earlier, and if it didn't go in the, Into the twist. direction that it went, I would give it a seven. Oh, that's quite high. Um, with the twist and the way it ended, I would give it a five and a half. Okay, I'll give you that. But I mean, like, bad writing. That's yeah, the really, writing, the writing really things that need to be improved. Thing in my book. So, should we wrap it up? We are hitting almost the thirty-minute mark. I think we're good. I think we'll. I'll just uh, splice in uh, an extra twenty minutes of just dead silence, and then we'll. Uh, we'll, we'll... You are gonna lose all your friends. All no. your friends are gonna hate you. You see, you think that I'm doing this for my friends. I'm doing this for me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this he, is all he for actually, me. Actually, yes. <laughs> all right. Well, I think. That Wait, what is the IMDb it. rating? Um, oh yeah, the IMDb rating. After sixteen thousand people rated it, it's sitting at a six point three out of ten. That's. Uh, that's, that's roughly around the halfway average. mark of me. Uh, all right, so I think that's about. We're we're pretty much good, right? Have yeah, we gotten I everything? think we've covered everything without trying to spoil as much as the plot points there is. So, I mean, do watch it. As people who know me, I'm not a fan of horror movies because, like I said, common sense. But 
you know, watch it and make your own decision. All right. So if you're an NYU student listening to this, you've already gotten the form to fill out if you want to be a guest on our podcast, which I think we're going to have a guest next time. We are going to have a uh, guest. It's... Tune in to find out who. We don't want to reveal it quite okay. yet because what if we say it now and then they can't oh, come that on? that is true. Uh, tune in to find out who. Um, if you're not an NYU student, uh, send an email to nyudc.stories at nyu.edu if you want to be a guest because we want to have a variety of guests as much as we can. Yep. All right, so I think that about concludes episode two. Thank you for listening. Thank you for joining us. Good night.